Hello, my name's Paddy. I'm the Mind Guy. I'm a mental health advocate and logistics consultant, and I've helped hundreds of professionals with their mental health challenges in and out of the workplace. April Stress Awareness Month. So I'm speaking to professionals across the logistics industry about stress to find out what they've got to say on the matter. Today, I'm joined by Steve Barracliffe. He's a retired logistics project manager who specialised in automation installs. Steve and I met when we worked together uh, at Hatmill, a uh, logistics and supply chain consultancy. So morning, Steve. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Right, we're going to dive straight in there. As I've said, you, uh, as I've already said, you are retired. But can you tell us a little bit about your time in the industry? Where, where, how did you get where you are? So I studied transport management at Aston University, did a gap year in transport and got bitten by the bug. Um, so went into the industry initially, as I say, in transport and then migrated into warehousing um, through some advice from a, um, a chap who I met um, and fell into automation as a niche. So um, I ended up working at a site that was fully automated and I worked all the way through to site general management level. And then I took a bit of a career um, sort of tangent and ended up going into project management, having been given an opportunity um, to do a, a large scale project to design and build an automated facility. So did a few of those, which um, was just absolutely unbelievable. Um, and then more latterly, I got into program and change management, doing some some of the you know, the biggest stuff, um, which was equally interesting. Um, I had the opportunity to run my own consultancy business. So was a, you know, consultant project manager um, doing projects for blue chip companies. And then um, my last gig, as, as you've kindly mentioned, was working for Hat Mill um, before I had the opportunity to uh, rather jealously um, take early retirement. <laughs> Just gonna just gonna say you were thoroughly smug. The the last time I saw you before retirement, you were very smug. We walked around with a t-shirt saying, "I can't remember what it said, but it said something like the legend has left' or something like that." The legend has retired. If you want to speak to me, it'll, ch- it'll cost you a consultancy fee. <laughs> <laughs> so I take that very seriously now. Had to be done. Yeah. So obviously, you've talked to there about managing big automation projects and automated sites and things like that. So I th- expect you'll have a good answer to this next one, which is what did you find stressful about that? I don't think this will come as too much as a surprise to, to your listeners. It, it, I think it's common in any role, project or you know line management, whatever, is the usual financial and time constraints that certainly came with either being a general manager, getting products out of the door to, to the required quality levels, and similarly in projects. So they were always prevalent. One of the things that it's kind of was more of a wind up, but that led to sort of a little bit of anxiety and stress was very much around people. So where there were blockers and people in particular that didn't take responsibility, um, that used to wind me up and and add, add to my personal stress levels. Politics and bureaucracy, I couldn't abide, having worked in large global blue chip companies and the like. And, and that was one of the beautiful things of working in Hatmill, where that just didn't exist. That was fabulous. 
And I came across in one of my la later roles a complete lack of senior sponsorship and support and accountability from a sponsor whose name was signed on a contract, but he denied he was the sponsor of the programme. <laughs> and my stress levels went through the roof. So, so largely speaking there, I, I, I guess what I'm alluding to is the people dynamics in business you know, you can't run any business without people and people tended to be um usually on the stress thermometer for me <laughs> good or bad but you know yeah 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 that makes sense so so for you it, was, it, it sounds like a lot of that was to do with support and 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 like I said the people you you were surrounded by to get the job done basically I think it's particularly worth mentioning that in project management, you, you generally are working in matrix world because whilst you might have a couple of direct reports in PMO and things like that, you're working with people from business functions in work streams who you have no direct line authority over. So you have to use influencing skills, et cetera, et cetera. And again, depending on, excuse me, how well that project's been structured and sponsored depends on the different levels of, you know, maturity of responsibility, accountability of an organisation, of leadership and of individuals. And if it's done really well, the stress levels are significantly lower. If it's done badly, you, you, you're putting the Superman red cape and red underpants on and you, you sometimes feel like you're fighting the world. Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And, it's, and it can be very lonely. I remember a colleague of mine, um, I, I'd had a 360 review that actually didn't come out very well. And um, they actually interviewed some of my peer group because they were quite concerned about the results. And this particular chap said, have you stopped to think how lonely it must be for Steve? He's out there and he's leading this and he's actually not really got a lot of support around him. And that actually resonated and they did something about it. Yeah, I mean, one one of the things that that we talked about just before starting recording is, so obviously Steve and I used to work together uh, at Hat Mill, and one of the, and we'll at a, in a later episode we'll talk about that because actually it's been really for me starting the Mind Guy McBrant has been a really influential organisation to be involved with, but one of the things that kind of typifies it is a lack of hierarchy. We they've got the 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 business has no hierarchy whatsoever. It works on something called teal organizations like i said we'll talk about it later but one of the things that is required of managerial level is feedback and and um and support of individuals to help them progress through their career and progress through the ranks of the organization and so in hatmill they provide coaches basically who are independent of the business and it's one of those things that helps helps with the loneliness. Being a being a consultant is quite a lonely job, and being a project manager is quite a lonely job. And so it was one of the things that we've both talked about how useful that experience is. Um, and later on in this podcast, we'll be interviewing a, a couple of life coaches as well because they're really useful people to have involved in this kind of thing. But it's part of the reason that with what what I do now that's one of the things that we include is because it is really lonely being a senior member of team or whatever, or, or just having things on your plate that you don't necessarily, you can't necessarily cope with. So enough about me. You're talking about people stress and, and things like that. What, what sort of effect does that have on you? Surely that kind of impacts you in some way or impacted you. I've got to use this all as a past tense. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I've, I've, I've had time to obviously reflect on this a little bit. For, for, for me, and I, I'm conscious, you know, stress affects people differently. For, for, for me, um, there were a couple of physical um, signals. So I suffer from eczema, uh, mild eczema, and I've had a couple of occasions where I got really stressed through work and, I, and, and eczema flare-ups to, to the point of having to go and see the doctor and get lashings of cream and unpleasant things like that. So, so that was one physical manifestation. The other thing is, you know, if I get a cold sore, it generally is related to the fact that I'm starting to feel stressed and run down. And I, I've known quite a few people that, that get that. The, the the other obvious ones, and I'm probably not alone on this, but, you know, I, I, I tended to get on occasion somewhat irritable um as things are stressful and particularly being a project lead um you know very task focused driving people um i'd go in very much into doing mode and i could be perceived as just being a complete misery in a bad mood when actually i was just being incredibly focused but what probably did come out of that is i i could occasionally be very blunt i am a black and white Yorkshireman I tell it as it is and you know when the pressure was on I, I, I could probably sometimes um, border on coming across as just being rude and and, and even I, I was accused once upon a time of being aggressive and on reflection of that you look, you look back and you go actually there was probably a grain of truth in that that was that was the pressure and that was that was how I reacted so that's the old adage of feedback's a gift and, and actually you know, on reflection, I think that was fair. Not not a nice thing to say. Well, you know, I was I was quite blunt and rude, and sometimes borderline aggressive. But 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 that's the truth, and you have to face into that to try and you know change change to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah, definitely. That's a, and that must be that must be really hard feedback to hear as well. Well, yeah, but it, like like anything, if it's done in the right way, and you 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 know, and you're given specific examples of why they perceived you to be like that and you can then you know reflect on it properly and go do you know what whilst i don't like the feedback i don't like that actually there's some truth in it i need to work a little bit harder because yeah. you know like most people i don't go i never used to go to work to cheese people off and upset them but as i said in terms of what did i find stressful if i i got to the point later certainly later in life if, if I had somebody that wasn't towing the line, I got to the point where I didn't suffer fools gladly. I, I just wouldn't tolerate it. And sometimes yeah. perhaps I, I went a little bit too far, you know, but it generally, you know, it generally worked. It was a bit of a hammer to crack a nut, you know. But, yeah, on reflection, you know, those were the sorts of things that were my signals to say, hey, look, you're, you're starting to get wound up here. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting you talk about sort of some of the physical man manifestations around like cold sores and, and eczema and things like that. And another one that's really common is ulcers, like mouth ulcers. A lot of people get yeah. mouth ulcers. I certainly do. Right. Um, and, it, and it's one of the things that people recognize early on. It's one of, well, not early on. It's one of, for some people, it's one of the earlier in, earliest indications they recognize. But like you say, if you take that back a bit more, looking at irritability and things like that, actually, that's a much more... It's a much better litmus test, really, for that kind of thing. So, apart from being, in your own words, aggressive, uh, how do you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Put them up. 
Um, how do you, how did you manage that stress? So I've thought about this and I've sort of split it into sort of positives and negatives. So let's start with the positives. So I am actually very well organized and very disciplined. Uh, so in terms of getting through, you know, a tremendous amount of workload and keeping things um, on point, they they were things that helped me cope. They, you know, I'm blessed that, I, you know, I, I was good at that. Um, the, the other thing, um, which I don't, I don't think people necessarily think about consciously is it's really important, particularly in logistics, such a fast moving uh, industry to make sure that you plan all of this take time out at regular intervals to, to just de-stress. And, and I did that mostly well, um, other than one gig in Atmel where I got it completely wrong and, and nearly burnt myself out. But uh, that that was my fault. Things that I did wrong, and 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 um, this kind of comes into jumping the gun, sort of tips tips for for, for people on similar journeys. Certainly pre-coded, get, you know, getting up and leaving the house at seven and having an hour's journey and not getting home till seven. I, if I'd had a bad day, it was a large gin and tonic or a whiskey. So I drank too much. And, and I'm believe it or not, Paddy, I'm, I'm drinking very little um, at the moment in comparison. I just don't feel Good the one need. Um, I've lost over a stone in weight. And I feel better for it. So actually, that's a real, real, um, you know, good example of why drinking lots isn't good for you. Everybody knows the, <laughs> the, the, the medical impacts on that. The other thing, because I was having long days, I just convinced myself it was easier to have a you know a gin and tonic rather than go for a 20-minute walk or do 20 minutes on the exercise bike. And I've never been good, even when I was a fit young rugby player, I've never been good at exercising. Um, but I just never exercised enough, and I used the work as an excuse. I'm too tired at the uh, just wrong the other thing I I I thought worked for me and, and, it, and it did up to a point was I'd come home and my defense mechanism was I would just switch off and I would not talk to my partner about work and that worked it helped me compartmentalize but in in fairness what we were talking about earlier is is you need to offload you need somebody to talk to and if that's your partner you know how was work rather than just saying i don't want to talk about work just say i had a bad day and here's why so you know so i didn't do those three things at all well um in in you know in all honesty and on all reflection so um yeah don't do those things guys don't do what i did it's not good for you <laughs> yeah no, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah, I mean, those are all really common coping mechanisms, I guess, for definite. So like you say, you, you've jumped the gun slightly, but your top tip for someone else on a similar journey to you? So it's, it, it gets talked about an awful lot, but it's so true, and, and, it, and it links to what I've just said. You've got to look at your work-life balance. You have to plan things in like exercise, holidays, time out, to 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 switch off and to cope you need to have people you can talk to so you know as you mentioned in hat mill having a you know a, a paddy or a nickler in terms of a coaching sense somebody to talk to as well as the peer group review and working in self-managing teams you know i think reflecting on that just just emphasized how important that is i think in terms of going back to what 
what I said about what I found stressful, which was very much people-centric, I would encourage people, particularly coming into this industry or any walks of life, is learn people skills. Um, I was reasonably adept, but I could have done more. I could have been better out. So things like understanding body language, you know, influencing skills, how to manage conflict. Um, and even, you know, even considering as, as as unpleasant as it might be based on feedback given to you is, is look at anger management techniques and skills so you don't actually get angry with people and you don't you don't show it so so those would be things um you know that i'd encourage people to do and then you know understand this won't surprise you as a program geek understand change management and the psychological psychology of people within change because change is prevalent and, and i guess what i'm saying is it's all about people. And as, as they say in Yorkshire, Paddy, there's no sequir as folk, so understand people. <laughs> Definitely. Steve, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to speak to you again. And you, mate, it's been good to catch up. Grand. Thank you so much. And I will speak to, and to the listeners, I'll speak to you all later on. Bye.